Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 30 of Torsky Tuesdays. We are moving right along over here in Happiness and the Human Spirit, Dr. Abraham J. Torsky's uh, book on connecting spirituality and becoming the best you can be with happiness. In the last episode, we were talking about perspective regarding how a person should be thinking about the future. And today we're going to be continuing with perspective of the past. We are on page 84, and we start. Spirituality involves not only a perspective for the future, but also a perspective of the past. While animals know nothing about their ancestors, we human beings have a heritage. We are capable of expanding on the positives of the past and avoiding repetition of historical errors. We can also enjoy the past. I'm reminded here of a story, I just want to stop here for a second, um, that I read, I want to say originally I read it online in a business journal from an NYU, but I will try to double check that and see if I can put it into my link description of the podcast. Actually, come to think of it, I think it was um, at a acceptance speech, I want to say in the early 2000s that he gave at Columbia Business School. He says over an encounter that he had with um, the head rabbi of the Mir Yeshiva in Israel, Rabbi Nussin Svi Finkel, who at the time was already diagnosed with Parkinson's, unfortunately um, died, well, probably a little over a decade later. I think it was 2015 where he, where he died. He remembers that that encounter, uh, going to the old city of Jerusalem, meeting up with a few other American businessmen, waiting in his room, and seeing this older, tall, thin gentleman rabbi walk in with a little bit of a shake, and because of Parkinson's was was already showing, and he asked the crowd of the, the, the businessmen, "What is it that we should be remembering about the Holocaust?" I can't say over the story of uh, the way Mr. Schultz said it, so I will try to find a link for the story and post it in uh, the description. But from what I remember from the story, it was quiet. Someone said, we will never forget, and he said no. Someone said that we will never put ourselves in a position to be discriminated that way, and he said no. And he said, gentlemen... He said, what we learned during the Holocaust was when people were coming out of the cattle cars where you had hundreds of people stuffed into a room that was meant for a few animals, they were given one blanket for six people. And he said, that person needed to decide, how am I, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to sleep tonight? And every night, they took that blanket and they spread it over their fellow neighbors and one person sheared his blanket every night with six other, with five other people. And I think that perspective, while there, that is something to be thinking about from the Holocaust, was that we're always there for each other. I know that story made me think of uh, this, what we're talking about here, the, the perspective of the past and something that, you know, having grandparents that have lived through, three grandparents that survived and started an amazing family of the Holocaust. I constantly think of different things from the past, and that was the first story that came to mind from the perspective. There is a follow-up story from that where um, Howard Schultz then 
couple of years later visiting Israel, went to go stop by um, Rabbi Dustin Svi Finkel's office and offered him a blank check and said, use it for whatever you need. And he then picked up his pen, Rabbi Dustin Svi picked up his pen, filled out the check for $1,400 and told him, take this across the street to the scribe, to the sofa, the one that writes tefillin. And he said, promise me that you will put it on every day. And here's someone that, Ramnasen Svi, who has an opportunity to be for being in charge of a, of a yeshiva that has a $2 million budget every month and who has millions of dollars in debt for taking care of his thousands of students. Here he was and has, a, has an opportunity to literally fill in a blank check to take care of so many people and debt that he owes but he chose to write a check for $1,400, gave it back to the man that gave to him, and then told him to wear those tefillin every single day. I think that sort of goes to show you what type of man he was and what he cared about and how he cared about every single individual. I guess that's sort of a good story for the perspective of the past and how we're supposed to think. Not just about the, oh, yay, I could get out of debt, and oh, yay, I have care about the individual that, that, that's in front of you. I know I'm digressing over here a little bit, so I'll just continue. Once, continues Dr. Torsky, after I had presented a demonstration of hypnosis for a hospital staff, a surgeon approached me. You must see a patient of mine, he said. I tried to explain that my schedule was full and I could not take care of any more patients, but the surgeon persisted. She's a special person who has done many things for the community. She is in pain because of cancer, but she refuses to take pain medication because it clouds her mind and she can't think. I think you can give her pain relief with hypnosis, and you must do it. Francis deserves it. Francis was brought into the office in a wheelchair. In spite of her pain, she smiled and was pleasant. The first attempt at inducing hypnosis was unsuccessful, which is not unusual. On the second attempt, Francis appeared very relaxed, perhaps in a very shallow hypnotic state. In an effort to deepen the trance, I suggested that she go back in time to an enjoyable occurrence she could remember. After a few minutes, her facial expression indicated that she was indeed enjoying something. I allowed her to dream for a few minutes, then told her to wake up. Was that ever fun? I was on a ranch in Wyoming doing barrels, says here in quotations, Francis said, explaining that doing barrels was a horseback riding maneuver. In the next session, Frances dreamt about being on a cruise, and on the next one, she was on the ranch again. However, she was unable to go into the trance that was sufficiently deep to enable pain relief. On her next visit, she told me that after re-experiencing one of her vacations on the ranch, a time when she had returned from a day of horseback riding and had cocoa and marshmallows, she sent her husband to the supermarket for cocoa and marshmallows. Frances had not had an appetite for many weeks. I called the surgeon, uh, the surgeon to report that the attempt at the pain relief was unsuccessful, but before I said a word, he said, Dr. Torsky, Bill is so grateful for what have you been doing to Francis. She's a new person. She gets around the house without a wheelchair. She hums merry tunes, and she has gone to church for the first time in months. I was puzzled, said Dr. Torsky. It took me a while to realize what was helping Francis. Most of us live with hopes and anticipation for the future of pleasant occurrences we can expect a summer vacation 
a promotion at work, graduation, marriage, a new car, or a happy family event. Francis, however, had no pleasant expectations for the future. (laughs) She knew her disease would take her life within a few months. It was little wonder that she was depressed and that her pain was greatly intensified by her depression. But now she had something to look forward to. She was excited about what pleasant events she might experience in her next hypnosis session. Things she could not recall by conscious effort. One time she remembered being age 10, looking at a window, out a window, in the loft and imagining that she was queen over the whole land before her. She also recalled many of her activities for the church and for community projects. Francis taught me that we need not to lose the past. That's triggering so many thoughts right now with what's been happening in America, trying to stop things from the past of, that might not be helpful to us for the future. Um, well, I don't want to get political over here at all. And maybe my experience that I had growing up with Dr. Seuss, with Mr. Potato Head, were very fond, good memories. But I believe the people that are, people that in general that are trying to get rid of past things, or let's say even the cancel culture of, of canceling Christopher Columbus or Andrew Jackson. I believe those people are in an unhealthy place regarding their thoughts in general. And they can't think of happy times. So you know what? Let's get rid of those things that cause happiness to others so that they could level the playing field in their own depression. I know that's something that we don't usually do here on this podcast, but... I think the concept of getting rid of certain things from the past instead of processing and thinking of the good gets in the way of what we're supposed to be doing for ourselves. That's exactly what Francis was teaching Dr. Torsky here. And he continues, and just ending this paragraph and the, the, this, this chapter, Francis taught me that we need not to lose the past. It need not to be over and done with. Even if we have no pleasant expectations for the future, We can relive the pleasures from the past. Francis lived one year longer than the doctor had expected, and she was happy and active until one week before her death. A spiritual person can find happiness in both the past and the future. And to people to think, oh, how the days of past were so much better. Well, that's because a person is not in a good place right now to feel any sort of happiness. But a spiritual person is able to go ahead and see the past as something that made them who they are and can see the future that can be something great for them. And it's very helpful to have both aspects of that. So that concludes today's episode. And I want to thank everyone for listening and writing in. We have got some great feedback over here for this podcast. And hopefully this might spur another podcast idea that I have that we're going to be starting soon. Unfortunately... I can say that this podcast became a little bit more popular with the unfortunate passing of Rabbi Abraham J. Torsky. But as a role model and a pillar in my life personally and my family, as our families go back decades all the way to his roots in Milwaukee, to the current collection that I am building of his books, hopefully one day I will have all of them. This has been an amazing journey over the past couple of weeks and months of doing this podcast, and I welcome all feedback, critiques, comments, or questions. 
you can reach me at koshercounseling at gmail.com.